It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yo, guys, <laughs> we back at this bitch. We are back in this bitch. You are now officially tuned into Get the Belt Podcast host, Miles Hart. And this is home of Melanin Magnificence and the Kingdom of Belts. Handa Bibi Ashata. Welcome back. Uh, happy Wednesday. If you're listening to us on the day when the show comes out, it's a Wednesday, you know. we I try and get the show every Wednesday. Like I said last week, it had been a tough couple weeks with my nan in hospital and that. My mental health has been a bit, you know, absent to say the least. You know, I feel like I've been keeping myself busy so I can just just keep on going so I can go sleep, wake up and continue the day. You ever been there? Have you ever been there where you just like doing so much just so that you can like finish the day and just make time go past? It's not ideal, really. Uh, yeah, it's not ideal. Um, but let's get into the show. I'm going to talk about that. You know, I'm going to talk about that. Let's get into the show straight away with Word of the Week. Now, this week's word of the week is from my heart, is from my experience, an experience I had actually on Bank Holiday Monday. And you guys can take this how you want, okay? So, my word of the week is, we have all the tools to scratch our own itches. I'm going to say that one more time for you. We have all the tools to scratch our own itches itches now what do i mean by this again this is just me this i'm not speaking i'm not saying that this is your experience here i'm just saying this is mine now i can often forget quite literally speaking that i got two hands to sort myself out and sometimes i just need to use the one of them honda bb <laughs> okay now i'm gonna keep it a hundred with you you know i keep a hundred on this podcast so i I'm the kind of guy that needs to have a plan. Like I need to know what I'm doing. I need things, to, I need tasks. I like a task that I can execute, get it done. And then I feel like I really, you know, I did my shit. When I don't have tasks to do, that's when my brain starts going. And then all of a sudden I forget I've got the hands 
to sort myself out, if you know what I mean. So basically what happened was, <laughs> so I finished my day, finished work at five, uh, went for some food, which was a mistake. The weather in England, madness, the, the wind was winding and the rain was raining and I was really forced in the ting having food outside and I will never, never do that again. Like next time is a delivery ting and I'm, me, I'm staying at home. Anyway, I now come home maybe about eight o'clock. And I get to feel in some kind of way. My, my horns was horning. I needed some nice things. I needed some company. Okay, I needed some company. And I went on to spend the next three to four hours on the apps, on my phone, scrolling on Instagram, doing nothing, trying to find someone, if I'm being honest, someone that could come and sort me the fuck out. And I wasted four hours of my life where, where I could have been sorting out things that need to be sorted out like to be honest if I'm being honest with you which things that um I will be telling you at the end of this podcast episode um it's some exciting news a collaboration I'm doing but um not now I'll tell you that later um I needed to be I could have been doing some stuff but instead what was I doing scrolling wasting time not moving laying on my bed not doing nothing not not utilizing like my time well I was just I wasn't in a good place so I was here on the apps, you know, struggling because the apps in in London, or the or the apps, period, to be honest. I really, you know me, you've been listening to the show a long time. I'm picky. I like what I like. So I wasn't able to successfully find someone that ticked all the boxes. So I wasted so much time, not even doing back and forth conversations, just just looking, just looking and looking with with with, with no success. And it made me feel like shit. It made me feel like shit. And then what did I do? I had me a wank. I used my hands and I scratched my itch at my own itch. And you know what? I felt fine after. I felt good. I didn't feel like I needed someone. The loneliness disapparated. Is that a word? Disapparate. I feel like that's some Harry Potter shit, but we move. You know what I mean. <laughs> that feeling left me. But then comes the feeling of you wasted nearly four hours hours laid up on that bed you didn't go to the gym you ain't sort out no shit you didn't book no trains back to bristol like you ain't do no prep for the podcast or x y and z when four hours ago i could have used the tools that my god gave me this time being my hand to sort myself out now Everyone listening to this, this word of the week doesn't necessarily have to mean go masturbate and you'll sort out your problems. Even though I feel that little piece, it really, <laughs> it helps. Anyway, I'm, what I am saying is that this really applies to so many different things. So many different things. Now, it's not just sex. It's not everyday sex. And I've been speaking about sex a lot. I'm a Scorpio. Okay. And I, I have a high sex drive. But this goes for many different things. Like even like times when you just want to talk to someone or you know you want to create something a business idea you want to eat a certain food you want to you want to do something you've got an itch whatever kind of itch that may be you've got an itch in your life you've got a desire something you want to get done yeah and we forget so often that the majority of the time we already have the things to get these things done and we end up wasting time believing a lie, which is I need someone to help me do this. Lies. 
And that's on all of Beyonce's Grammys. We have everything we already need. Of course, it helps sometimes to have someone else come and, you know, add a little something or like connect you to this other person. Or in my instance, you know, give up the goods. But we have the tools already. And that's one thing I need to start doing myself. And I'm going to really think about this word of the week. Like, if I feel like this again, in a, in a multitude of different, you know, aspects of life. Like, not just when I need, you know, to busten up. But, like, even things like, I remember back in the day, before I used to gym, like, by myself. I used to think I need a personal trainer. Or I need to go to the gym with someone so I can go and do it. But lies you tell. Like us as black people, especially bl black LGBTQDL people, yeah, this world is not for us. Like it's really not. Like it's not. Yet we somehow managed to be here today, still doing what we're doing. We're still doing our nice things, still, you know, in our lane, still happy or at least on a journey to, you know, happiness. We're, we're still alive and get, getting our shit done. And the majority of the time, we've done that shit by ourselves, whether we recognize it or we don't. And so it's like, I done lost my trail of thought. It's just like, we need to really remember that when, you know, we, we find ourselves in a, in, a, in a place or in a position where we're like, oh, I can't get this done. I need, I need this. I need this person. I need that person. No. Because like going back to my gym, my gym stuff, it took me a while to, to go, do you know what? I already have the motivation to get to the gym. Whereas before I would need someone. And now I just be taking myself to the gym and having good motherfucking sessions. Hey, have you not seen some of the pictures I've done post? And I never looked as fine or as strong or feel as strong as I feel like now or like, you know, post or um, pre, sorry, COVID and lockdown and them things. I've never felt that strong or looked that good to me um, before when I was going to the gym with friends. Like, I never had that, you know. I I was able to get there by myself. Provide me with that motivation. Take me to the gym. Like, I didn't need anyone. And I really want all of us to remember this when we're next at a crossroads thinking we need, you know, we need things from someone else. When you when you find yourself in that moment this week or whenever, remember this word of the week and just take a moment to take stock of everything that you possess. Everything that you possess, be it physically, in your body, mentally, emotionally, and really ask yourself, but do I really actually need someone to get this shit done? Do you know what I mean? So... Yes, that is this week's word of the week. I hope it resonates with you guys. I know it's not going to come easy to me because that is something that I found myself doing a lot. But, you know, we all need to remember and look at our past as evidence that, you know, there have been times that we think we needed someone. and We've just got shit done. So I hope this this word of the week resonates with you guys, you know, and let me know what kind of shit you guys struggle with and how you have gone actually know I don't need it and how you've got it done because I like to hear nice stories too, okay? But yeah, let's move on with the show. Oh. oh, it's been a week, guys. It has been a week. How are you guys doing? Are you all right? I hope you are. I hope... 
that oh, let me just wait for this mother this siren because i am still not in the studio a cast when are we opening up the studio because me i can't like i am sick and tired of the sirens and sitting in my bedroom recording this shit <laughs> but here we are i'm just glad to be honest that i'm actually getting this done for the second week in a row uh after coming away from that break that i took whilst looking after my nan i mean i'm still looking after her but I'm just really trying to focus on getting, maintaining my life. But yeah, um, it is National Mental Health Awareness Month, guys. I thought it would just be a week, but it's a month. So I'll be talking a lot about mental health. Um, and I'm hopefully going to have a, an exciting guest on next week. But I'm not going to tell you just yet because we're just, you know, in the works of, in the in the process of clarifying all of that. But you're going to love her. She's incredible um but yeah my mental health like I said before like I need tasks I need to be doing things and I feel like that is something quite toxic that I do and I mean you some people could argue and say that it is a coping mechanism and that is a, a way that I handle or maintain you know my mental health and it not deteriorating. But then some could argue that is me avoiding actually dealing with it. And that it's just that I'm actually just leaving it to manifest and to build in something, you know, scary. Uh, it would be great to get, you know, someone come on, a professional uh, to come on and help me unpack that. Because I, th I feel like many people, like, especially in my friendship group, a lot of us actually do that. We like, dive into our work or into things, external things. Um to like I said either avoid or to cope with how we're feeling or shit that we're going through but that is something I would like to unpack with a professional I'm always gonna say advocate for therapy I am so here for it I want to thank everyone again at Frontline Therapist for you know hooking me up with Brenda Brenda my she's my therapist as you know I've been in it now for about coming up to two months I think and I nearly cried a couple weeks ago but I didn't quite you know have the tears rolling down my face shout out to Anne-Marie tears keep rolling down my face rolling down my face such a banger um but yeah shout out to Brenda for like helping me and shout out to frontline therapist little plug I'm not getting paid for this but they provide um affordable therapy for um for people that need it uh one of their main like selling points for me was that they gave the option to choose the race of the person that you speak to. And I've had conversations before like, oh, but why would you, why would you just not like, why does it matter about their color, their skin or their race? Like surely like having like someone that is different to you will provide you with a, like a more, um, you know, a non-biased point of view or like someone who was white, like could, like it will, provide nuance and things like that and bitch i don't need no nuance when i'm trying to help me yeah i have enough nuance in me and demons that i'm battling with and like own questions in my head let alone now do i need to start paying because therapy ain't even cheap okay we thank god for the frontline therapists that provide affordable therapy but it still ain't cheap and i don't want to when time is literally money in a therapy session I don't want to spend not 60 seconds, let alone five minutes trying to tell, you know, Rebecca, how if you answer back or even look 
at your mama a kind of way, then shit's about to get real smackdown WWF in this bitch. Like, I don't have the time or the finances to use my time and my session to now be an educator to my therapist about, you know, the black experience or whatnot. So... Lies you tell, I, when I say I walked into a store, you know, and I got funny looks or, you know, I was wearing my nice things and then people were like, oh, but how do you afford or what do you do to da da da? I don't need to then having, I, I need to be able to say that kind of shit to my therapist and her know, I know exactly what you mean. This is something that I go through or my sons go through or whatever. Like, I don't have time or money to black explain shit to someone that I am paying. Lies you tell. Anyway, I'm a very big, um, I'm a very big uh, advocate for therapy. I'm a frontline therapist in the link and, you know, on mental health. That's one thing I'm going to say. If you can, if you can afford it, uh, go to frontline therapists. They, like I said, they offer discounted rates uh, where you can really take care of your mental health. Seeing as is mental health awareness month, then the least I feel like you owe yourselves is to at least go to their website and just have a look and see especially you know for my black and brown listeners these aren't things that we're taught of and they're only things that we're really starting to come around um to being like okay with talking about publicly now it's still very much you know taboo and there are still you know some generations within our families or even friends that are like oh i don't know about that like oh that means you crazy oh my god what happened to you for you to do nothing the fact that i'm breathing and alive means i need someone that can help me you know handle this work it out figure it out and unfortunately last week because of all of the things i'm doing i did actually forget my session oh my god i was literally stood in a queue to go into a shop in Bristol. I had to go and pick up some things for my nan. And I'm just there chilling. I thought, let me just check my emails whilst I'm in this queue. Enjoying my coconut flat white. Yes, God. And there there it is, the email from Brenda. Brenda's like, oh my God, Mars, is everything okay? Our session started 30 minutes ago. I'm worried. I was like, shit. So I really wasn't putting myself first. So yeah. But that's all I'm going to speak about Um on the mental health front for this episode, kind of, because there are a few things in Miles Measures which I would like to, you know, touch on real quick. But let's jump into the part of our show where we celebrate someone of colour, someone black or brown, that is out here just doing bits. It is time for Melanin Magnificence. So my Melanin Magnificence this week goes to inspirational eight-year-old girl who is from London and her name is Nala Rose. Now she is an eight-year-old girl that has just been doing the job that Boris should have been doing from the motherfucking jump. Yeah. Okay. Now um, Nala has been at home minding her business trying to enjoy lockdown with her family. She lives with her mum, her dad, and her grandmother. And other than just, you know, the homeschooling and enjoying being on the iPad, (laughs) she has been making PPE, which is, you know, uh, protective, personal protective equipment, 
for the NHS and for key workers. Yeah, in her spare time, just out here being melanin magnificent. So she was actually covered by the BBC and was also interviewed by The Voice. Now, Nala, she's from East London uh, and she was asked, you know, like, sis, like my little sis, my little eight year old sis. When did you even like have the idea to make the PPE for the NHS? Our girl said <clears throat> in the interview, this is now the interview with Voice Online. Yeah. She was like, I had the idea to make PPE for the NHS when I heard on the news and from my parents that nurses and doctors were risking their lives to help the sick. I heard that they were really low on their protective equipment and some had none at all. This made me sad because they were risking their lives every time they treated people who were infected. I'm just going to pull over there. Eight years old. Our girl ain't even on double digits yet. Okay. And she has more sense. More human emotion, emotional intelligence. More humanity than the, the people them. The whatless people them that are running and doing a poor job running this country. Literally, the this has been one of the biggest like fights in this whole panorama that the people that needed protective equipment the most, the, the key workers, the frontline people, you know, the NHS workers, they wasn't getting it. And it wasn't. A quiet story. It was very loud. Okay. Every day people out here clapping, clapping for the NHS. What is your clapping doing? N Nala from East London, yeah. Maybe she did a little clap. I don't know. But she did more than clap. She said, I can see this situation and where Boris Johnson and him and his wayward cabinet and people them aren't doing what they should be doing. Instead, they're out here buying jacuzzis for their flats. But we move. She said, I'm going to start making protective equipment. And so far to this day, she's made over 70. 70, um, not that she wasn't making a mask. Our girl was making the, the visors. She's been making the PLA headbands on a 3D printer. And she was taught by her grandma. She was Her grandma was teaching her how to use this program on her 3D pr um, printer and printing the things on. Um... And she's made over 70 for key workers and NHS staff. And all of the people that have received it have all of them have asked her, oh, can you do this again? Like, we really need it. Can you imagine we have our NHS staff asking a little black brown skin girl, shout out to Beyonce, eight year old from East London to provide them with PPE because their own prime minister. Let me not because I'm not. This isn't even this is Melanin Magnificence where we're out here bigging up black and brown people doing nice things. It's not get the belt, so let me not even cuss. Okay, so her PPE isn't just you know your basic, average, you know, standard PPE item, it also comes. This is just the sweetest part, which just makes my, my heart melt. It also comes with a personal message by Nala saying that you are all doing a great job. Uh, you are all doing a great service. Love, Nala Rose, age eight. She had to let them know that me at my small age of eight years old, at my small, small age, 
I've made this for you. I am acknowledging you. Here is the equipment you need. And here is also a word of encouragement. Our prime minister could never. Okay. I am just... She literally is walking inspiration. This She is definitely like a million times deserving of melanin magnificence someone please if you know the girl send me an address so i can give her a melanin magnificence hoodie because she deserves some nice things as well um so she spoke to uh, the voice online and at the beginning she was saying how they used to take her like two hours and 45 minutes to make one mask but since like speaking to her head teacher um who was really pleased with her work, she said. He, like, sent her, like, a file which enables them to, like, do it on the computer and, like, have templates and things like that so that they can cut out the visors all themselves, print on the message, and then attach it to the headband. And she's been... She hasn't stopped working. So, yeah, Melanin Magnificence goes out to Nala Rose for just being the Prime Minister we need <laughs> the prime minister we need is eight years old okay um just continue to shine i don't know why you're not on the front cover of magazines because you deserve babes uh, and yet if someone knows her please send me details so i can send her her things because she really deserves and that is this week's melanin magnificence now guys don't forget I love to hear you guys recommending Melanin Magnificence as well. I want to shout out and big up as many of us, of our people that deserve recognition as possible. So please do contact Get The Belt Pod, um, contact at getthebeltpod.com or like DM the show on uh, either Instagram or Twitter and it's all Get The Belt Pod uh, is the at. So um, let's jump into Miles Measures. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So this week on Miles Measures, oh my 
got today. Let's start with the Smiths. The Smiths. The Smiths family have been in, you know, trending on Twitter and on the internet the past week or so for a multitude of things. Um, the most recent being a picture of Will Smith uh, where, you know, he had his dad bought out. And said, you know, I'm in the worst shape I have ever been. Uh, there's been mixed reviews about this. Um, and this is something I've spoken about before on the show. And again, I would love to get someone else to come in and help me chime in with this. Because I feel like, yes, women get some shit, honey, when it comes to their body. Like the the you know over sexualization of them the exploitation of their bodies the expectations of their bodies and how they should look and that's another thing we're going to talk about this epitamine or whatever it's called we'll talk about that later but like the standard of them that of women and the way they quote unquote are meant to look by society is mad however comma i feel like the progress or the journey on just like fuck the way you think we should look that the you know the female body movement is taking has had far more progression than that of the man like we see many big girls out here on front covers of magazines on instagram where they are promoting you know body positivity and accepting of, of you know, your thinness, your thickness, your roundness or your tallness, whatever. Like we really see it again. Shout out to Models of Diversity, which are a, a UK based organization that help with this. Um, shout out to people like Stephanie Yeboah, who has a book called Fatally Ever After, which you should purchase, um, who speaks a lot on her platform on Clubhouse and things of that, speaking about... Um, and being a walking demonstration of being, you know, plus size and beautiful. Uh, people like Lizzo on the other side of the planet, who is known for being, you know, unapologetically fat. Like she's out here loving it and says, I love every motherfucking curve on my body. Um, however, I don't feel like there are those spaces like for men. Like I don't feel like I could tell you not one person or not one man who is out here living his best fat ass life and still getting not all love but at least some love like like look at this picture now will smith in this picture ain't even looking like you know fat albert or like looking like he ain't gonna fit in a single small small door like he looks just like he, he put a little piece of weight little covid weight and even he is like, I am so not like where I'm meant to be. And like the comments were wild. Like I can even say, yeah, Will. And this is something I need to unlearn because it is it, stopping me from finding happiness and love. OK, <laughs> but like, I even looked at it and said, oh, that that's that's really ain't the move. I didn't see, you know, big is beautiful. Like how when I see a picture of one of the girls, and they do it and I'm like, oh, stunning, beautiful. I don't feel like men is afforded that. Like, I don't feel like we get that allowance. Like, you either a twink, for those of you that don't know, like a skinny, skinny marga boy, yeah. Or 
you are a hunk and you snatched and your pectorals are just lifted like the lighthouse family and your biceps is at here crushing eggs you know like they how they do on tiktok and your and your and your abs are just doing surfboard surfboard if you're somewhere in the middle like i am probably 70 percent of the time especially during this pan this pandemic this panorama mate like we don't get love like that like we don't get it like yeah, people want to say, oh, yeah, the dad bod. Like, but it's a very underground thing. Like, we don't be at, we're not on the front covers of magazines with dad bods. Okay. That like, we not. No, like, again, like I said, name one person. Someone DM me right the fuck now. Name me one, like, big guy who is known for being big and is deemed, you know, sexy or beautiful or handsome. We got DJ Khaled, but ain't no one checking for him like that. He ain't out here, you know, with his belly out being called Big is Beautiful. He out here covered up in his Dior or his Versace, flaunting money around. Another one, another one. That's that's it. So unless you got DJ Khaled money, yeah. Then and, and, and you identify as a man, then it's a wrap for you, fam. Like it really is. Okay, even Rick Ross had to lose some weight. Not, well, didn't have to, but decided to. He would never got love for that. Even, again, even Rick Ross, like, he was never known for being good looking. His weight was never something that was like, this is beautiful. And these are all entertainers. Lizzo is an entertainer. But she's known for being, you know, talented. But her... Weight is also something that is recognised by people that are not dickheads as something beautiful, you know? Like, you can see and think that. But the, for men, it ain't work like that. They have to, they have, if they're present with their bellies, there needs to be some bitches and some diamonds and some money to, like, make it acceptable. Oh! And if you ain't got the bitches, the money, the niggas, or, or, or the power like they do in their industry... Then you can't be out here having a belly. Like, that's how it seems. Like, even Will Smith is out here posting on the grams. Shit. Like, look at me. And he's a powerful man too. But still, we don't get that. And that is something. This is a message for all of my boys that ain't skinny skinny. And ain't, you know, the, the, the muscular ripped man like me. We are beautiful too. You know, even with our little pieces of love handles. Now, you might be saying, Miles, oh, you're not even that big. Like... You're, you're like, you know, you're defined and toned. Yes, the pictures you may see on my Instagram are defined. Because let's remember, they that was taken in 2019, girl. Or early 2020. When I was wearing a nice 77. My body fat was 20%. And I was working hard, god damn it. I was working hard. And I'm not like that no more. Okay. Yes, I got a little piece of muscle since the... um. The gyms has opened up, but this is what I'm saying. I feel like I need to look like that. Yes, I do like looking at that. But like, why is that? Why is that? Like Beyonce said, why is that? You're the only image in my mind. But I still see abs. But I don't know. So I then all of a sudden don't find me attractive. And I'd be looking at all these men's on Instagram with their pecs and their abs. And I don't feel adequate because there's not enough men or people that love off of men with bodies like me or or like Will Smith's. From for me to feel nice. Anyway, rant done. Uh, that's my thoughts on that. That's my take. 
Will, you still look cute, man. If you want to go gym, go gym. But yeah, I feel like there's a bigger message in that whole post. But yeah, let me know what you guys think. Because I, I know that this definitely runs rife in the gay community. Uh, um, let's move on to his daughter now. So Willow Smith recently did like one of her little red table talks, you know, with her mama and her all of the women there. And opened up to saying, yes, I'm polyamorous. Now, I've spoken about polyamory, not in too much depth, too much depth. Um, on the show before, but basically when you polyamorous, it means that you can have multiple relationships at once and that's cool. Like you might love one of them more, you know, like you might have your main, uh, no one take offense to this, but this is how I see it. You might have your main man or your main bitch or your main non-binary or your main girl, whatever. And then you also got, you know, legitimate side pieces. Now, they might not view them as side pieces. Maybe that they, they, or just, you know, you might actually, okay, so you might have legitimate side pieces, but you could also have, like, another main partner. Like, so you got two. Maybe three or four. And that's the way it is. And, like, it's fine. Like, and it's accepted. And, you know, you might go to one partner for the, for the sex. The other one you go for for the emotional support. The other one you might go to for the finances. Let's keep it real. And, you know, you've got your... That's how you function. Hell, all of them could maybe even... No, that's a thruple. That's a different thing. Polyamory is when you've got, like, singular relationships with each of those people. Or you could be in a polyamorous relationship, like I said before, where you just got the your, your, your girlfriend, boyfriend, or friend um but you also are okay and but you and your partner have an agreement that this is a polyamorous relationship where you know you can go on dates with other people and like it's fine you don't even need to fuck them like often polyamory does get misconstrued uh for being you know you just want to fuck all the time and that's where i was at when i first found out about it, i thought well then obviously you're not getting dick down properly or getting that puss like you really need like your soul is requiring, you know, that you ain't getting it so you'll go elsewhere. It's not even that, because Willow Smith in this, like, talk even said, like, I, as a polyamorous person, out of my friendship friendship group, I actually have the least sex. Like, I ain't really out here getting jiggy with it like that, <laughs> you know? So it's really for her about the emotional connection that she just wants with more people, like... Now, I am I'm very much of the school of thought, never say never. Like, but there are some things that I could, that I feel comfortable saying, you know, I would never do this. For example, like cocaine and all, all of them drugs there. And I feel like I could say I would never be polyamorous. But you know what? Never say never. Because at one point I thought I would never suck a dick. And now it's in the back of my throat like Cardi B sometimes. So... Let's keep it real. But as it stands, me today recording this here episode of Get the Belt podcast. Yeah. Make sure you're subscribed or you share when you're listening to it. <laughs> While you're listening to it now, if you listen on Spotify, go down to the little share button. Post this motherfucker to your Instagram story and tag a bitch. Support black business. Handa BB Ashata. Anyway, I am very much poly. Um, ooh, lies. I'm very much m monogamous. I don't know why that is. Some of the, especially the gays want to be like, oh no, you just following, you know, homo, no, heteronormatives and society. Da, 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 da. Maybe I am, I've not really delved into that too tough. But what I do know 
is that if I've got me a man's or if I've got me a woman's or whoever I'm with, I don't want them going on no dates with no one else. It will make me feel inadequate. It will make me feel some kind of way. I also find... Um, I also find ex exclusivity. I find that sexy. It turns me on. Knowing you getting dug out or digging out people left, right and centre. To me, I don't get turned on by that. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying for me, it's not for me. Some people eat meat. Some people are vegan and that is fine. N neither of them are wrong. Neither of them are right. Some of them have their pros. Some of them got their cons. Just like polyamory. For me, if I'm with someone, the only person that is eating out their ass is going to be me. Also, I like to know that I am, you know, I find solace in knowing that I comfort you and I provide for you. And I also want to one day have that with someone where I know that if I need someone, like taking it away from like a sexual relationship, like even just looking at my nan, I find it so beautiful that she is the person that I can always call on. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that she is that bitch. Like she is going to be there. She's going to ride or die for me. Now, taking it back to like more sexual relationships, that is, I've had it before in an eight-year relationship with my ex-girl. Like, that was amazing. And I and that's what I, I found sexy. And that's what kept us going for so long. Because I knew, no matter what, she was the one that I was going to call on. And she wanted to be that one. And the same way I reciprocated that for her. Now, if I don't... That's also, sorry to backtrack. That is also what I found so beautiful about our relationship again coming back to my nan that is what makes mine and my nan's relationship so special like i've met people for like 20 minutes or on holiday and like people that don't really know me because of that relationship that what makes it so special and different from every other relationship that is what people remember like they're like wow that is really special but if i've now got this with everyone what what makes I need it to be the shiny Pokemon, like rare, like the, the only one, you know, I need it to, I want it to be different. So if I've got now, you know, uh, a, a boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, but we do X, Y and Z outside for me personally, where I am today on my journey. Now there's not, there's not really much that separates it from anyone else. If we, if we don't have something which is, you know, ours, does that make sense? But yeah, the internet out here acting like this is brand new and this is, you know, only just been discovered. But sis, come to London and you will see polyamory in 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 its in its in its glory. And it's been here operating somehow, making relationships and destroying a few um for years. Okay. Uh but I would love to, you know, get someone on the show again to dive to dive into this a bit more. Um especially in the black community. I don't know how we feel about it. I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's a bit <laughs> shunned. Yeah. But, hey, let's talk about it. Um, What else has been happening? So, oh, RIP uh, to follow Jimmy, um, who I spoke about last week, uh, who was found dead after jumping into the um, river to save the girl that ended up in the river for some 
for whatever reason. Uh, he has actually been nominated for a Royal Humane Society Bravery Award, which I'm I'm so happy for. And they're also in talks about um, having him commended for another kind of award. Um, oh, the City of London Police um, also put uh, Jimmy forward for the honour uh, and said that it was absolutely right that his bravery and selfless actions are recognised. Um, so I don't know what the honour is is that's it's definitely something else there's two different things that he's been put up for um but yeah <laughs> r.i.p to a, uh, a baby boy and continued love thoughts and prayers to his family and friends who loved him very dearly um so there was a um a note right so no room for racism so footballers uh carried out um a social media blackout for three days which i only heard about the other day um where footballers, including Thierry Henry, many, ma mainly British, boycotted social media to like um, raise awareness for racism and like to like help stamp it out within uh, the realm of football. Now, I don't really watch football too much anymore. I used to back in the day, you know, with my uncle watch a little a little piece of Chelsea or whatnot. But I don't really be watching football like that anymore. But um, I do know that there is forever racism there too i mean it's fucking everywhere um at first i was like i don't care why like what is that gonna do like cool you're not gonna post on social media for three days but then uh, a friend of mine broke it down and you know it will affect money it will affect money you know like the ads the sponsors the traction deals they might have where they need to post like that money is gonna impact them and not just uh companies that have um that use these footballers uh, to make money, but also like the actual platforms themselves, Instagram, Twitter, without that presence, they're not going to be, they're not going to be making as much money. So I'm, I was told that this is something that they're doing to really make these platforms and then other businesses do more. I don't really know about it. I'm going to speak to some people this week and see if I can find out what it, like what the, you know, what the outcome of that was because I don't even the only footballer I think I follow is Marcus Rashford because he's out here actually doing things like feeding families and starting initiatives um, and things like that. Whereas I don't know what like I'm yet to learn and see the evidence of like how them not posting for three days uh, helped. But we'll see. Um, recently, Caitlyn Jenner, uh, she was out, you know, running her errands and she was out getting a coffee and I think it was TMZ or some some people came up to her with a camera and was just like so how do you feel on this new law where we are stopping trans women um so that's biological men uh that are now women from participating in female sports and she said this is a tricky one she said she doesn't agree with it uh that trans girls shouldn't play in female sports uh because it's not fair and they need to um you know protect girls that are competing this is i would love to have this uh conversation with a, tra a trans person on here because obviously i'm not trans um and so i don't know the ins and outs of it neither am i a sports athlete but from what i know like my take before i go offending nobody Genetically, men and women are different 
from bone and uh, bone and muscle mass and structure, uh, testosterone like hormone levels and things like that. Now, obviously, th there is a physical difference, and I know some trans men and women might take certain hormone suppressants or hormone supplements to help them you know, uh, their bodies align more with their identity. Now, I think from where I am now, and I'm yet to be further educated, this is just where I am now, from a place of love, I I, I think I also agree. Like, um, you know, pe pe some people were like, oh, you're undoing all the work you've done, and oh, that means you now need to give back the awards you won. Because obviously, when Caitlin was Bruce, he played sports. But he was then, whether he was closeted or whatever, he was a man identifying openly as a man competing in a male sport. So that to me made sense. And he was also biologically a man. So he wasn't at a, a disadvantage or an advantage. It was level playing field where, you know, it was just down to training and your and your talent uh, amongst other uh, men. And he, you know, won. Now, I do feel like I would feel a bit like, ooh, this is like you got a you ahead of the game a little bit now. If you if you a professional wrestler and you biological man, you know, was born with these testosterone levels and like scientifically, I, I think I do again, I'm no scientist. I don't know. But scientifically, your body is prone to be more stronger because of muscle mass or how the body works. I don't know. I'm a performer. I do five, six, seven, eight, sing a note and then present shows like this. I feel like if he was to be in a heavyweight lifting competition or wrestling match now as Caitlyn with, you know, Keisha, who has always been a woman and and is so, you know, by default, but like how she exited the womb, I feel like Keisha isn't is is gonna struggle slightly more than if she was operating in this you know um, competitive capacity with another girl who isn't trans. I don't know. I feel like that's just me. Now he would out here said, "Oh my god, like they're not women." If he was not to say, "Oh, they're not women," if she was to say, "Sorry, got my pronoun wrong," <laughs> self correct. If she was to say, "They're not women," they should be doing that. Then now messed up now your whole existence is fucked up you jacked up i don't i don't understand it like how you gonna what you mean but what i feel like caitlin was saying was just that you know these are women these are trans women they should be allowed their women's rights but you know in a in a now competing uh environment they are genetically at an advantage so it might not be fair and also if i was to be a trans woman yeah my natural competitiveness and my desire to win fairly, I couldn't even, I wouldn't feel like I won, like fair and square. I wouldn't feel the satisfaction of winning uh, amongst uh, gen uh, genetically female or bodies if I was trans woman. I wouldn't feel that the same joy I would feel if I was to now compete that same sport with a bunch of men. I wouldn't feel as like, oh, fuck, like I really did that because I don't know. I felt, like, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Um, oh, my God. I don't even know if I got time to fit into this because I got a lethal. OK, right. So I'm going to. OK, I also want to say before I move on to that. So um, Elisa 
as a young boy, Elisa Oduque is missing in Bristol. So he was last seen in Bristol um, on Saturday at 7 a.m. on his bike. Now he's got box braids. I think he's just over six foot black boy. Um, he was last seen leaving his home in Redland in Bristol. Uh, so the police have tweeted about it and they are, you know, trying. His girlfriend is out here asking people um, if anyone saw him at 4 a.m. by the harbour on the morning that he disappeared. Um, but yeah, three hours before that he was last seen leaving his home on Saturday. Uh, so if anyone has any information, um, please get in touch with the Bristol police or anyone that uh, to to find him. Uh, so he's not been seen now for over 74, uh, 72 hours. And yeah, a spokesperson for the Avon and Somerset police has said that they're extremely concerned for Lisa. And I hope that they do they do stuff. This has happened a lot recently. And by the grace of God, we found uh, the last guy that went missing. I posted it on my personal account and, and it was on Get the Belt as well. So I will be making sure that this goes out too. Uh, but again, praying for his for his find. And I hope he's healthy and safe and sound. I hope that his loved ones are going through this as peacefully as possible. <laughs> oh, um... Oh my god, let's okay. So epitamine. Right. So I did see on Instagram now. Epitamine is an illegal drug which influencers out here, you know, in the UK and America alike, promoting it, getting paid to promote it. It is is illegal. It's not been licensed neither here in the UK or in America. Bloggers, influencers, and people of that nature, I need you to really start doing your research on these kind of things because you are out here looking wild and not getting, you know, your asses torn, which you should be. Um, but basically, epitamine is allegedly a drug which uh, helps you gain weight. And this is what I mean. This is aimed at girls, going back to the whole boy thing. That ain't no, you know, there's no pill for a man for him to get thicker. There might be gain stuff to help you get muscle mass. But again, that's very much the get you the abs, get you the pecs, get you some muscle. Epitamine, epitamine or whatever the fuck this drug, this drug is, isn't out here saying, oh, ladies, get you some abs, get you some whatever. It's out here saying, get thick, girl, get you some ass, you know, get you some hips. Nothing dense or hard or muscular about it. They, the hourglass figure, they trying to get fat. They literally trying to put on wake. Can you imagine in a world... Anyway, this is all, you know, intrinsically linked with this hourglass figure, this this false, you know, Kim Kardashian look, which she has stolen from the, the black body, the black female body, which we have naturally now got these black and brown influencers. And obviously the white girls, too, because, you know, genetics out here promoting these products, which is like leaving some girls fighting for their lives now. It promises to give you like an hourglass figure, help you put on weight in all the right areas. God knows how that makes sense because your body puts weight where it genetically, you know, puts the weight. Um, but many of the side effects that have been seen from this uh, appetite um, increaser, or whatever you want to call it, is uh, extreme tiredness to the point where girls are like passing out. Um, and one of the most severe being liver failure. Now, 
apparently there is a documentary on BBC Three which looks into this and speaks to influencers about this. And it's good to see so many, you know, black people that are actually, you know, asking these questions to all the influencers. Um, so big up to the, the team over there um, for looking after us and for helping us look after our people because it is a lot of, you know, black and brown people actually you know sub subscribing to this and being a part of this dangerous uh scheme so they don't even know how it's on the marketplace and like they the authorities are looking into it but it is out here putting girls in risk in of losing their lives um it's dangerous <laughs> so if you've seen it the either the documentary or the drug st stay away okay if you want to eat get you some jollof get you some chicken or some vegan sausages and just take double helpings, girl, and do some squats if you want to ask, okay? I'm a qualified trainer now, so, like, hit me up, for God's sake. But don't get this drug, which is out here having girls looking crazy and dropping down. And, like, her, her, one girl in this documentary I saw on a clip on Instagram was, like, my eyes were literally burning to stay awake. Like, it ain't the one, okay? Lies. Um, That's the that and that. This is a bit deeper. So, obviously, right. Noel Clark, actor, director, writer, big man in the television and film and media industry, entertainment industry, not just in the UK, but globally at this point, recently received a BAFTA for his contribution towards cinema, been out in these streets working for years with huge hit films such as Adulthood, Kid Outhood, recently Brotherhood, and is appearing in something right now, I think Bulletproof and like right on this. He's here working unfortunately for everyone including him and everyone uh 20 women have come forward with serious allegations of um bullying sexual and sexual harassment um in and out of the workplace many of them are uh have given many of them have given their names a few of them have decided to remain anonymous um but i think all 20 have now contacted the guardian uh, some of them, all of them have shared their stories. They're all fucking wild. It got to a point where I had to stop reading because it was just, it was just a bit much. Uh, so, um, joke, like apparently, allegedly, some of the girls have said that Noel Clark, as much as like four or five years ago, uh, was, um, at here moving mad with them. And they gave very detailed accounts of, you know, going out to events and he slapping their bums or like joking around with some like young actresses that had just come out of college and saying, oh, you know, um, I will hire you and then fire you. No, no, I will hire you, fuck you and fire you. Uh, recording um, you, alleged, interv not interviews, alleged auditions, which were naked auditions where, you know, agents had been contacted and the actors, actresses, sorry, were contacted and told this is, you know, a closed audition and when it's not filmed, etc., then later finding out that it's been filmed and shared with other people. Um, unsolicited dick pits. Now, even on my grinder, where where that kind of shit is expected. Like I'm like, no, that like don't. Like, I don't want to just see this shit. But women's is out here receiving dick pics when they just thought they were just having a normal, you know, end of day wrap up conversation of 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 what happened on set. And he's saying, yep, yeah, great working with you. By the way, check your Snapchat allegedly, and send in 
pictures of an erect penis. Apparently, this penis, pic, this dick pic has been showed to the Guardian. I don't know. I feel like they should personally send it to me so I can. I ain't seen this dick, but like, people need to validate it. Okay. Now, there's been so many different kind of things been said, including, um, you know, unnecessary sex scenes where people are being hired. Um, like strippers are being hired to like play with their tits and then it's people of the actresses that are like being you know that were allegedly being asked to like join in this kind of behavior or do naked things the actresses at the time were like this actually like cannot be used like one of the actresses even said that she ended up messaging her partner at the time and just saying you know this stuff that they've got us doing is basically porn. Like, it's not going to get used. I don't see it in the script. It wasn't in the script. Like, I don't get it. But a lot of them have said it happened when they were so young and he was such an influence, influential, powerful person in their industries that they didn't feel comfortable to, you know, either speak up at the time or to speak up later on when they finally were more aware that, you know, this isn't or wasn't right. And one of the girls even said to this day, I still cry about it when I think about X, Y, and Z. Like, I'm not going to get into it too much because it is, it's, 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 is triggering um but he has denied all of these claims by one where he did say he did say something to a female whilst on set which was out of like out of bounds and he allegedly he said that he apologized for it there and then but otherwise all other like 19 accounts he is uh with vim saying i did not do this um and his Lawyers have sent a 26 page letter, you know, contesting these allegations and it is going to be uh, looked into properly. Now, this is it's 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 an unfortunate situation. It is very sad. Um, and it does make me question about, the, you know, the innocent until proven guilty scenario. And I do feel like that should be the case. But also we should definitely never disregard or um, straight away not believe anyone that comes forward especially 20 girls coming forward like it's a lot some people have questioned oh why only now but many of them and rightfully so if this is the case did say you know we have been dealing with this for like years um and i guess us seeing him get this bafta was just a step too far like we couldn't go on to see another person like continuing to rise not having answered or taken accountability for the amount of hurt that they've caused if this is all true um and 20 women is a lot for them to all lie like mm, no i don't i don't know it's 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 a tricky one um they definitely need to be heard and this definitely needs to be investigated anything like this does need to be um he has been Apparently, BAFTA already knew that these allegations were now f flying around and they have come out and said there wasn't enough evidence to do anything at the time. It was just an email. So they spoke to the ladies and said, you know, go to the appropriate authorities, et cetera, et cetera, which they've now done. Uh, and since then, the award and his membership for many different kind of um, boards has been revoked and removed. Uh, and, you know, and rightly so, I guess, when things like this happen. Because even in like in a normal job, if you get accused of... Oh my God, the sirens. I'm so sorry, people. But like even in a normal job, yeah, like if you allegedly do something wrong, often you are taken off work. Like you're, you, you're not necessarily reprimanded, but like you are removed or, you know, suspended with pay often or just you know you're removed from the situation while the investigation happens then you can return to work once everything is fine 
And so, yeah, I believe stop the deal, stop the things whilst this is happening. Um, because every accusation like this, be it one person, 20 people come forward and say something like this, needs to be taken seriously. And it is a shame that it's a black guy. It's a shame that he is rising up like this and, you know, getting his things that he does deserve because he has contributed a lot. But it doesn't go... It doesn't now mean that you're now exempt from, you know, your crimes if if there are any here and you're not exempt for being investigated because you're so successful. You absolutely should be investigated and it be taken seriously. Um, people often say, oh, like, but but he's done so much. Like I said, but he's done so much. Yes, like you can do a lot. You can be, you can be amazing and do incredible things for not just the community but a whole industry but still fuck up like that obvious like that goes without saying because none of us are perfect so yeah um i'm gonna follow this it is extremely draining to follow but i'm gonna follow this and see what happens i'm <sighs> it's such a tricky one because like ideally it's not true but if it is then what you know and if it is true, then also I'm glad that they spoke out. It's a real tricky situation. Uh, but, yeah. No Clark. I hope you didn't do it, my guy. And I hope that these girls is lying, but I hope they not too. Because that is, is all... Oh, it's messy. It's messy. And I'm glad that I'm not in the middle of it. But, yeah. If it is true, these allegations allegedly thoughts and prayers with all the girls because they probably shaking in their boots because this is the first time they've come forward. So respect the bravery right there. Big up to all of you that are f finally coming forward. Props to you. I hope you're all looking after yourselves. And if it's not true, then I hope no, Clark, you're looking after yourself right now because I can only imagine to have 20 women in this day and age coming forward and saying that you was out here taking pictures of their nani and slapping their ass after boxing matches and doing all these wild things you was doing. Ooh. The truth will set us free. But that is it for this week's Miles Measures. So it is now time for Get the Belt. Oh, gosh. So uh, my belt this week goes to the man who killed um, a Nigerian lady uh, by the name of um, Inyobong Umorin. Now, Inyobong was a philosophy graduate of the University of Uyo, uh, and she had left her home in Ibom State to go to a supposedly job interview in the outskirts of Uyo, and she was unfortunately lied to. Uh, and raped and killed by this said man. This man said he had an opportunity for her and she was just going about her business to go and get a job and this man did what he did to her. Um, my belt not only goes to him, but once again it goes to the press. Now, no one is talking about this, which is disgusting. 
And again, it's another time, you know, when uh, a black body has been mistreated, uh, brutally murdered and just it just slips through the press's. It doesn't slip through the press's fingers. They choose to ignore it. Uh, you know, we had Madeleine McCann go missing and it was a global phenomenon. And this young woman who was brutally murdered and it's nowhere to be seen. It's it, it's nowhere. She was only 20 years old and going about her business, just trying to, you know, make things work. And this devastating attack occurred. It saddens me that, you know, I was told this story by my cousin. And this is a horrendous story. So she had been missing uh, and was raped and killed. And the fact that this isn't global news to me is shocking. It really is. Um, he has been the, the, the guy that has done this has been um, arrested and does face trial. Uh, he tried to uh, cover his tracks by dragging her body and burying her in a so-called shallow grave in his father's camp compound. Again, how the hell can you live with yourself knowing that you've buried a human being on your father's land? Makes no sense. This man is clearly sick. Um, but yeah, the, the, the press for not covering something like this. Uh, it just it just makes me sick. The lack of concern or the lack of importance for the black body, unless you've got celebrities and, you know, people from those communities really making noise about it. It's like the, these news outlets do not feel obliged or they don't think it important enough to talk about. And it just continues to highlight the... The sheer racism that, you know, that that the government that we have here in the UK denies its existence. We even had um, Kamala Harris. Oh, what an embarrassment the other day said that America isn't, you know, a racist country. But, you know, racist things happen here. Like, are you what? This should be global news and it's not. Um, and that fucking pisses me off. It pisses me off. Uh, so I'm here speaking about it. And I hope that everyone listening to me giving the belt to not just the guy that did it, but to to the media outlets, raise their voices too. I'm going to post something on Get the Belt w with, um, w with more information about this so more people can speak about it because we need to be making more noise. This is not acceptable. When are people going to just... When are people going to place importance and value on the black on on black lives? You know, and George Floyd's uh, the um, year anniversary of his murder is coming up in a few weeks, and we're still having these conversations. You know, so yeah, I I, I I'm I'm pretty exhausted to be honest. Like after reading this up. Um, and I, I don't have much else to say. There's, it's, it's disgusting. It's evil. Uh, what happened to her? 
my thoughts and prayers are with the family and anyone that knew this poor girl. And my belt is definitely around every single neck of media outlets that haven't made this a headline. I think it's disgusting. And yet, all of them get the belt this week. Ooh, um, so that is it, guys. We've come to the end of another episode of Get the Belt. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that the word of the week resonates with you. I hope that you've enjoyed. I hope that you connected and all of that, all of that. Um, please feel free to write in, like I said before, to contact at getthebeltpod.com to submit any questions. We've not done questions for a minute. My schedule is so busy. Um, but I'm going to definitely try to get those on board next week because I have a special guest. Um, I will let you guys know that during the week who that is so you can send some questions in for her because I'm sure you will want to ask her something. Um, please, please, please share. Go on to get the belt um, Twitter and Instagram and share um the bit of information I will be putting out in regards to um, Onia Bong, uh, and yeah, let's let's have her name. Let's have her name out there. Let's have her name lifted on high. People need to know what happened to this young woman, and it needs to be in. People need to feel more fear of committing these kind of crimes towards black women because they feel like they can get away with it and it's just not that's that's not what we're doing anymore in the slightest um yeah thank you so much for listening so i did say i wanted to announce something just one little announcement so i am super duper excited and honored to be collaborating with dancers network uh, so Dancers Network is an organisation that looks after the welfare of dancers um, here in the UK and I think globally as well. Um, they're fairly new. I think they've been going out for like two years maybe. Uh, just ensuring, you know, dancers' rights and their quality of work in, in the field. And they are putting on a special week called Where Are We Now? The Where Are We Now campaign. Uh, commemorating the anniversary of George Floyd and they're doing so many cool things they're having dancing workshops on zoom they have um, cooking programs with like a load of black owned businesses they've got so much so much going on and they're continuing the conversation and just you know checking in with not just themselves but they're encouraging other people to chime in uh, on doing like Instagram lives and stuff like that to figure out where we are, how we've progressed, if we've progressed and to continue this much needed conversation because as you've heard, even just from this episode, we've still got a long way to go, no Cassie. Um, and so they uh, kindly asked me if I would host a series of podcasts with some really, really cool people to continue these conversations as a part of their Where Are We Now campaign. Uh, and so I'm super duper excited. They are gonna, uh, they've been in the works. I've still got a few more to record. Uh, we've got some amazing people that I'm going to be speaking with. Um, and I'll give more details on that, I think, next week. Um, and I'm also hosting 
Instagram lives too with some really cool people. And one of them, oh my God. Let's just say this person, if you if you know me, you know I'll be gassed. Um, one of the people I'll be speaking to, and I think our conversation is about um, the, percep- the perception of the black male and all the things uh, in around surrounding that uh, with a choreographer that is very much linked to the Beyonce Gisonos Carter. But I'll tell you who that is. You probably already know. It's so bait. It's so bait. But um, yeah, I will be doing uh, all of that uh, in collaboration with Dancers Network. And that all starts and all kicks off on the 24th of May for the entire week. So stay tuned. I'll be posting more information on my page and on the Get The Belt page. And I'm and i'm sure that um dancers network will be posting a lot on their stuff so i'll put their link in the bio to this notes episode uh to this episode yeah i'll post whoa i'll post a link to all of that in the notes for this week's episode yeah i said it right what the hell cha anyway um so i'm super duper excited about that so hopefully you guys listen to the podcasts that come out and also chime into the lives because like the conversations are gonna be fuego um and I think that is pretty much it. Yes, we made it. That went fast, right? <laughs> well, um, yeah, that is literally it. So thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you're subscribed and you tell a friend to tell a friend. And of course, when listening, if you can share it, that would be amazing. And if you haven't left a review yet on iTunes, click on over to iTunes and leave your boy a review and do some nice things. Okay. Amazing. Well, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day or the rest of your night or whatever, you know, enjoy the rest of the whatever you are about to do (laughs) and have a great week. And I will see you next week. Uh, And hopefully I'll be with the special guest. And I would I think I would have like published like who that will be by the time you're listening to this or at least by Friday. But yeah, wicked. So that has been it for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed. I am Miles Hart, you know, king of nice things. Yes, I give myself that crying. And you've been listening to the podcast that is known as the home for melanin magnificence and the kingdom of belts. You have been listening to Get the Belt. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.